Voice for Victims podcast. Stand up for what is right and leave a legacy behind for others to follow. I am so happy you decided to take the time to listen to this podcast. Now, go and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Starnes. Tonight we have an amazing lady who is coming on the show, and her name is Catherine Genovese. Catherine is from Ohio, and she has experienced a lot of life experiences over the years that involved drug addiction, abuse, and cancer. She's a very courageous woman, and she's been through a lot. And she has written a book called The Eyes of the Survivor, And she wrote the book so that she could empower others to know that they can get through all of these challenges that she has gotten through over the years. So let's welcome Catherine Genovese to the show. Hi, Catherine. How are you today? Hi, Crystal. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Um, I think that your story um, is going to help so many people in the community, and I'm excited to hear about it. Okay. So So where do you want to start at? Well, um, I guess we could just start. You could start talking about um, who you are and, like, a little bit of your background. All right. My name is Catherine Marie Genovese. I am from Ohio, the Buckeye State, of course. Um, I have been in a lot of situations that I have dealt with that is pertaining to rape, domestic violence, cancer, drug addiction, drug dealing, institution. So there's various things that I have put in my book that have opened up the doors for other women that hide behind the doors. So I'm pretty raw with the books that is the inside of my life. So a lot of people were really surprised that I did come up with the book and I put my life out there. But I figured at the time that this is the best thing to do so I can reach out to other people that do need the help. And I'm like the voice of reason because it's okay to make statements. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to think that, you know, you're going to be okay, if that makes any sense. You know, um, I really, yeah, that makes sense. there's just a lot. So if you could go ahead and just start asking questions, that probably would be better because there's just so much involved in the book. Right. Um, okay, mm-hmm. well, we can start off talking about um, one of your things that you um, talk about is like the drug addiction that you experienced. So do you want to, expand a little bit on that and like how you overcame that. Okay. What that is. Okay. The drug addiction I've been was involved in ever since I was 16 years old. I'm an older woman and it was ins and outs and it was more of two addictions because it was the money that was coming in at the same time as the drug addiction was keeping a hold of me as well. But I had it in, I had the money and the funds because I was the dealer of the drug. So what I 
did was, you know, once you once you experience, I'm trying to say this in a, I don't know, it's a different way. This is different talking on the phone like this. But when you are in an addiction, you're not thinking of anything else because you're living a facade life. So your walls are completely up. And obviously there's other things that are pertaining to the addiction why you became an addict in the first place. It's not like you just grow up and say, oh, I'm going to become this addict. It doesn't work that way, you know. And I just one day woke up and, you know, thank God that I did. I was able to wake up because I OD numerous times. And I think it was just to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired is one of my titles. And what I mean by that is that you have to want it from your heart. Nobody can want this for you except for yourself. You will not make it and be a survivor and be able to experience the good of God is what I'm getting at. I mean, you have to have a higher being and a higher power. I believe that, that someone has to put you on that path. But you have to believe in yourself. And that's where it all starts is with yourself. I mean, everybody here or out there can want it for you, like family members or your close friends or confidants, but you have to want this yourself, and that's where it begins your sobriety. So um, that being said, like, did you have support from your family when you were going through this? Or, um, well, you know, I did, you, you know, about, per- go ahead. You know, Crystal, it's um, not, well, you know, once you do it and say, I'm going to be clean so many times, I mean, your family's like, yeah, I've heard that story. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it, it happened so many times in my life where I tried to get on the right track. It was like having one foot on and one foot off. And I've always walked that one line, you know, and yeah, I mean. Right. Of course, they were so supportive, but it was like, is she really going to do it this time? You know, that was the question always in the back of their mind. But, yeah, it was, um, now, of course, they, yeah, they definitely supported me. And then um, what you also talk about abuse. So my, like from, you know, reading your, your story, you know, from what I saw, the expert and everything, um, is like you were abused, I, I take it growing up as a child, or was it later in life? You know, um, my childhood, I do not remember. I remember little parts and bits of it. I can't make a statement like that because I'm not sure. I don't never wanted to tap into that. Yeah, I completely blacked it out. So um, I think at my age, I've dealt with enough, and I just did not want to open that can of worms up, so-called. You know what I'm saying? It's just, right. it just probably right. would have been too much, too much for me. Now, the abuse with domestic, I experienced domestic violence bad. I mean, it's in, there's two people that I did bring up in my book and um, that were really bad abusers. I mean, used to beat me up and say they're going to kill my family. And this is what people, women don't think that they can get away from it. And you can get away from it because what they do is take your, your dignity. They take your self-respect. You know, they just rape you of everything because they want you to stay in that pattern. Because when you get a man, my, a man that is so 
um, insecure with himself being. That's what he tries to do to the woman, and that's how you become the victim. And it's right. just I'm just letting women know that the doors are always open, and other women have experienced what they're experiencing or what they're going through because it happens crystal as of today. Women do not talk about it. They just don't. You know, I mean, this is behind closed doors. A lot of the stuff that I've talked about in my book, like I've said, is behind closed doors. Nobody can believe I came up with such a powerful book and such a, that's why it's known to be such a true and raw book. But there's so many aspects of this book. It's just not pertaining to one thing. You know, I mean, it gravitates towards a lot of links in life that that women deal with or that any human being that deals with, you know, with the, with being addicts or, you know, being raped or, you know, the abortions or, you know, cancer. I mean, it deals with a lot of fields. That's why when I'm talking to you, it's, that's why I'm asking, you know, just go ahead and just ask me the questions because I could be all over the place. And I'm usually am. <laughs> really. So, well, you've been, you've been there a lot, so I, I could see how, how that could happen. I mean, that's, Natural. Um, the domestic violence, um, would you be able to give some advice out there to other people, um, letting them know? Um, are you still on here? Are you on there now? Yeah, honey. I don't know what happened. All right. That's okay. Um, So I guess the question I had was, do you have any advice for other victims out there of domestic violence um, that you could give um, in regards to maybe getting out of the situation or, like, maybe something that you did that might help them? Well, what I would do is I call it a paper trail. And what it is, because a lot of women are in stuck because of the children. See, I didn't have any children. So um, they usually stay in a relationship because the man is taking care of them. But it's never going to get any better. I mean, we call it the honeymoon state. You know, they get, they're they good for like two weeks to three weeks, and then they revert and they go right back to the abusement again. And the women always fall for that because they want to believe that, you know, that everything's going to get better. That's just us being women. You know, we're just the caretakers. So what I would just tell them is make sure that you document everything, you know, and keep a journal if you don't think you're going to be leaving him soon or, you know, take pictures. I mean, if they end up, you know, hurting you or, you know, bruising up your body or anything like that, I'm telling you what, it it definitely will help in the long run. Because, like I said, there's a lot of women. I mean, I know a few women that I'm trying to help out now, you know, and they're really stuck in a rut. You know, the guy has a lot of money, and he takes care of them, and they have kids, and she's scared because they're powerful, and they don't know what to do. And um, I just, this is exactly what I told them to do, you know, because they're scared to go to the police because they just think that, you know, they're going to get back out on bail and um, it's just, it's a horrible cycle, but it doesn't, it just, just doesn't end. I mean, I feel like, you know, if a man lifts his hands to you, I mean, where's the self, where's the respect if that's your wife? 
or if that's your girlfriend or your fiance or you just being a woman, what man's going to lift his hand to you? Because it's not respecting you at all. And if you don't think and you let him get away with it once, oh, he's going to come back twice and do it again. I put money on that one because I've had it done where we're like, oh, no, he's going to be better. It's going to get better. It doesn't get better. It just progressively gets worse. And I hate to be like that, and I hate to be bold and blunt like that, but that's basically the honest to God truth. You know, people will go, oh, we're going to go to counseling and stuff like that. He lifts his hand, and he hits you, and he hurts you. I mean, what can what can one counselor talk to somebody about doing something like that to another person that you're supposed to love, you know? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, yeah, so anyone out there, if you're in a situation, <laughs> you need to get away from it because it's not going to get better. No, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. No. And then um, I guess another question I had was, was there anybody in your life that inspired you to, you know, maybe get yourself cleaned up and get yourself away from people? I mean, was there anybody, my like, did you have, like, a sponsor? No, my no, it was my dad. My dad did the same thing. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, he was, you know, in the beginning of my book, I talked a little bit about him. Um, we didn't ever got along. Um, I don't know if I was just like too much like him or how that scenario went, but no, we just, um, we just never got along and he ended up sobering up and he ended up being a renowned counselor at Westcare. And he was counseling guys in the penitentiary and he was my inspiration. He let me know you keep your integrity and you can change at any age that you want. And that was my inspiration was that man. And it's funny because everybody's like, wow, Kath, you know, at the beginning of your book, you're saying this and that. I said, but you've got to understand the content of my book. I'm talking about an alcoholic that changed his life over for the best. And I've seen that with my own eyes. And I said, and he showed me you could have your self-respect. You could change. And, and changing at any age, Crystal, I mean, it depends, you know, if you're 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, you can change at any time. A lot of people are like, you know what? I've been in this funk all my life. Why? I can't get out of it. Why would I get out of it? I only have so many more years to go. So just let me stay in it. No, it's better if you go ahead and, you know, get yourself clean and just walk that straight line, you know, because there is a higher power that will help you through that. And God is good. And I'm not one to sit there and, you know, and preach, you know, um, or, you know, about God and because uh, I was raised Roman Catholic. And then I just got baptized again. So um, I'm a born-again Christian, but what I'm getting at is you have to have something more than just yourself trying to fight these demons, you know. You just can't do it on your own. I have a good support group. I have a good set of friends. You know, I go to church, you know, and I got my Bible studies. I do my own thing. And um, it's just, you know, thanking God that I'm still here today. But it was my father that did the inspiration for me. I mean, he just, he showed me that, wow, he really changed. And he's helping others. And that helps your sobriety when, you're, when you 
are reaching out like I am, and I'm helping kids get into rehabs, and I'm helping kids, you know, do the right thing, and I talk to them, and I'll go to them and talk to them, which I'm going to start going to prisons, and I'm going to start going to county jails and putting my book in there, which in my book is in a few rehabs out in California. So I just think it's better when you're just um, when you're just solid and, you know, you just try to talk to people on the level that they're not used to people talking to them on. You know what I mean? It's different to talk to right. uh, my, an addict because they've lived such a, a facade life, and they've always had their – their barriers up, which it's hard to break an addict's barriers down. It, it is so hard. It's not easy. It's not an easy task. I mean, even getting off the drugs and stuff like that, everybody just thinks, oh, okay, I'm going to have a good support group. It goes more depth than that. I mean, like I said, it all begins with yourself if you really want it within your heart. You know, and don't ever set yourself up for failure and say, I'm never going to again. Because I never use those words. And every time I did use those words, Crystal, I end up falling again. So I don't use those words. I just, you know, live my life daily. You know, God's in it. You know, he leads me through my daily, you know, my daily task. And I'm doing great. But you set yourself up. And when you use words, certain words, and then you fail, you really end up getting down in a rut, and it's hard to really get back out of that. And my dad taught me that as well, you know. So there's a lot of things that, you know, he just, he was my inspiration. He's gone now. And they um, literally named what the one wing in the hospital, what uh, Ralph Genevieve's, you know, wing, my dad. So, I mean, he was just, he was an awesome counselor because he's been through it. And that's what it's about. Right. Yes. I think that's great that your dad was your inspiration. That's that's going to help so many people, you know, the fact that he went through that. And then now, you know, he became a counselor. And now you're, you went through something and you're repeating what he did in a, in a way because Isn't you're crazy? helping other people. But, yeah, but I think it's, I think it's awesome. I, I think it's yeah. wonderful because, like, like I you know, said, you're an inspiration. Go ahead. No, go ahead, honey. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say you're such an inspiration for so many people out there because a lot of people that, you know, get into this rut and get addicted to drugs or alcohol, you know, they get very depressed and then they feel like nobody is out there for them and, you know, they just keep using because that's what they're used to and, you know, it's very hard to get out of that. So, you know, the fact is you can get out of it. You just want it for yourself. Like you have to be able to do it, what's inside you, like what you're saying. And, you know, you're proof. I mean, you're living proof. You, you've you lived through all of this, and now you're here telling your story, and you even wrote a book, and people can get your book. And that being said, where can people find your book at? It's um, on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble. So I'm going to have two places. Yeah. So anyone out there listening, um, make sure you um, look for her book, The Eyes of a Survivor. Um, You know, it's a very great book. And one of the other things that you talked about, um, you said that you were a cancer survivor. Did you want to touch on that today? 
Yeah, I can touch on all the bases that I have in the book. It's just that just, just to ask okay. me them, like I said, in my books, my book, I I touch so many bases. It's just easier for you just to ask me, you know, because I like okay. I said, I'm always right. all over the place. So, but yes, <laughs> I right. have breast cancer. I caught it at a very early age. I had first um, stage one. I went through the chemo. I went through the radiation. Um, I did a lot of groups. I uh, give to a, a lot of breast cancer. Um, uh, oh, God, my mind's just racing. Um, oh, my God, I can't even think now. My mind just went blank. I give to a lot of charities um, for breast cancer. Um, I'm going to start doing a little bit of work for breast cancer as well. Like I'm going to, I just got together with Amazon because I want to do give give a proceed on my book to breast cancer. So because you know Amazon, they always got to get their little percent. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to give. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Am I saying too much? (laughs) No, 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 no. You're fine. Okay, because I, I mean, that's the Italian in me. Okay, but yeah, okay. I'm going to give like a percentage to breast cancer as well. But I have, um, I still deal with it really tight, especially Cleveland Clinic. Um, I just went through four surgeries myself just recently. I post them all over my Facebook. I was pretty um, raw with that as well. I mean, they see me all bagged up and and stuff. And I'm still, I'm just going through another surgery November 14th. But um, it it's well. not, you know, it's not, it's nothing nice, but I'm sure that we're going to end up biting it in the butt. You know, I mean, I'm just, the researchers are getting better and better and they're finding more and more, you know, stuff that they could be working with instead of doing, cause I was in the, um, with the chemo with the hard chemo. And then um, now they came out with the pills and stuff like that. So it's progressively getting more advanced which is really good, you know, because we definitely got to find a cure for this. You know, there's so many women out there that are just so great people. And um, for them to have to even be dealing with something like that is horrific. It's horrible. You know, my heart goes out to every one of them. So God bless you all. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Well, I, yeah, you've been through so much and you survived so much, like, you're you're an amazing lady, and you're very courageous, and I just think you're doing amazing things. Um, I'm just I'm so happy you're on here, and you can help other people because, um, you know, people need to realize that there's people like you out there that's been through so much that you're still surviving it. You know, so there is yeah. Hope. Well, there is. I mean, that's what people have to understand it. Like I said, but, you know, and it all, like I said, and I'll re- say it again, it all starts with you. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you have to want it, Crystal. I mean, it's just, you really have to want it and you have to pray on it. You know, like I, when my yeah. dad woke up one day, when my dad became sober, he woke up, got rid of the cigarettes and never picked up a drink. Never. That was it. I did the same thing, the same way. That's, that's, that's why, impressive. like I said, the one chapter, yeah, that just says sick and tired of being sick and tired because you get sick and tired of it. You know, you think people want to be in an addiction? Especially these kids these days. It's so sad. 
you know, which I have, I mean, you're talking about these young kids these days. I mean, there's just one girl, for instance, um, I'm at Walmart and I literally went, was going into Walmart and she was in a, it was a newer car, little blonde, and she was just, she was there. And I, oh, I'm a vibe person. I always get vibes with people. So, you know, I sort of was glancing at her, didn't have no consumption about this, not saying I'm naive or anything. It's just that these are the new millennium days. You know, these are how these kids get high these days. So I literally walked back out, and she was literally slumped over her steering wheel. I freak out, run back into Walmart. I'm thinking she's dead. Well, I come out with the manager and everybody. She gave me the most dirtiest look. She was literally shooting drugs up in her car. And the Walmart guy, the manager said to me, he goes, oh, this is nothing new. This is how they get high. And I go, you guys have to have cameras. You have to see what's going on on your own property. I said, that scared me to death because I thought she was dead. But this is what they do today. And it's so disturbing to me. It's like I just want to reach out to every one of them and say, there's such a better way. Why are you trying to get that dark and deep? You know, there's people that will talk to you. You're not out here by yourself. You know, that's what, you know, it's just, you got to just, you got to reach out to try to get help. And you've got a lot of addicts that, you know, and the family's members have to come in. And they subjectively have to be a part of their life. And they have to say, you have a problem here. We need to deal with this. Which they're going to look at them and say, yeah, whatever. And they're going to walk away because I did it numerous times with my family. But like I said, you just, you know, there's just so many more. And for me to be experiencing it, that is why I'm going to the jails. And I'm going to go to the prisons, like my father. Because that's where it would begin because they're in a situation where they can't, they're, they're sort of, the doors aren't open for them. So they're sort of like stuck there, you know what I mean? So they're mm-hmm. more capable of listening to you and they're more um, open-minded to hear what you have to say. And that's where you can really touch a lot of people's lives. Because a lot of people right. in the institution, because I've, in I've been in prison. So a lot of people in prison, they do that. Like they'll have the AA meetings and the NA meetings. And then, you know, you get a lot of lifers in there that, you know, end up turning their life around, but they're never going to leave out of those gates again. But when you're in a situation like that, you know, you have to be more open-minded. Now me, I just, it was more um, like a money issue because I was making so much money doing that. It was cocaine, what I was doing. That was my mm-hmm. choice of drugs. And um, so when you're making so much money and stuff like that and your addiction in your, you know, that you don't pay for it, and that's what just would keep you going. I mean, when I would get out, because I didn't learn my lesson, and I did four years in max prison. So I got back out, and, you know, so it was the same thing. And then, like I said, after my dad really turned his life around, you know, it was someone that had a really mean a lot to me and someone I loved. I might not have got along, but he was my father. And I looked up to him. And I wanted him to be proud of me. I get a little teary, you know. I understand. <laughs> and that's where it begins. 
You know, you just have to have people that, you know, will believe in you. You know, that's so important, you know. Yes, I agree with that. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, you're fine. No, that's natural. I mean, I totally get it. I I was raised by my dad since I was four years old, so I I understand. And my dad actually... um, it's interesting how you talk about like quitting cold turkey. My dad used to smoke cigarettes, and at age five, um, he quit cold turkey. I um, I didn't like the smell of it, and he did it for me. And you know, he obviously did it for himself, but um, he quit and he never he never looked back. So he he was oh wow him. yeah yeah. See, I mean, um, our fathers always want the best for us. I mean, you know, right, right. <laughs> I swear to God, I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> just a given. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just how, you know, my it's just my heart's just so involved with this whole new experience, which it's not, you know, now you go, I'm going on four years, but, you know, it's just, it's new, you know, it's just, I just wish that he was here to see what I've done, but I know he's looking down and he sees what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Right, he does. He's with oh, you well. all, all, every step of the way. He is. Yeah. Well, so I, I just finally made him proud. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, might have taken, you know, he might not be here, but he's looking down at me. Yeah. He's right, with me right. all the way, Crystal. He really is. I think he even helped me get my get my stuff together. You know what I mean? For real. Mm-hmm. I really do. Right, right. Yeah, I believe that. You know, between God and my dad, I don't think I had, you know, much of an option. (laughs) They're two powerful people, so. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. And um, I don't want to ask any more questions, only because it's not that I don't want to learn more, but I want to read your book. (laughs) Like, I'm really inspired, and I really want to read it. And I think everyone out there that's listening should go get a copy of your book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And again, the name is um, Eyes of a Survivor. Um, and if there's anything else that you want to tell the audience or that you want, you know, if you have contact information that you want to give out, um, you can do that right now. Well, they can get and, on my um, Instagram. Thank you so much. Okay. Go ahead. They could get on my Instagram, and then I'm on a digital program, and it's with my trailer of my book. And I'm in various magazines like um, Business Insider, LA Weekly. I'm in a few magazines, um, The Insider, and uh, so they can learn a little bit more about me. Uh, Like I said, the book covers a lot of aerials, Crystal. It's not just like one segment. Like, I think you thought it was just about addiction. It's about, all, you know, it was about, it's about all kinds of stuff. That's why I'm coming up with another book. Because I just can't do it in one segment. It's, this is almost like an introduction to my life, you know. And it's doing so well. So, of course, I'm going to write more to help, the, you know, other people out. So, is what I'm doing to, as of today. Okay. But I really well, appreciate you. your time. Oh, you're welcome. And you're working um, hard, you honey. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening to the show. And anyone that wants to come on the Voice for Victims podcast, you can go to voiceforvictimspodcast.com and 
fill out the questionnaire and I will be in touch. And thank you again, Catherine, for being on the show. And I'm looking forward to reading your book. Oh, Take thank care. you so much, Crystal. And you have a blessed day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Are you feeling sluggish and feeling like you have no energy? Look no further. Kickstart your morning or afternoon and enjoy regulated, even energy that keeps you going without the crash or unwanted side effects of harsh stimulants used in typical energy drinks. Zero sugar, zero crash, sustainable energy, hydration, and fat burn. You can find this product, which is called Energize Go, at healthfirst.relive.com. Again, healthfirst.relive.com. Now, what are you waiting for? Go try Energize Go. Hello, Voice for Victim podcast wants you. Voice for Victims podcast is dedicated to educating the community about various aspects of victimization and giving victims an opportunity to speak up. Currently, the podcast is heard nationally on Thursday nights. It is carried on Blog Talk, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon, and Apple. If you support what Voice for Victims is doing, please contact voiceforvictimspodcast.com and a representative will contact you with further details. Thanks for listening and your support. Voice for Victims Podcast. Voice for Victims Podcast. Stand up for what is right and leave a legacy behind for others to follow by Crystal Sparns. Always stand up and make a difference for yourself or someone else. Don't ever suffer in silence.